Miss Chapman, you better goddamn say something now. I'm gonna start calling motherfuckers <laughs> out. This is Aura. I'm calling from Charlotte, but I'm from Brooklyn. Word, BK, what up? Appreciate you, man. It's Brooklyn in the house. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My best friend is also in this but she's, she's driving at the time, but she's from Silent City, but she's also she's in Charlotte right now. Her name is Jeanette. Shout out to the Queen City. I'm in Charlotte this way, by the way. And the last cat that came in, 7170, who that is? That's Tia. Hey. What What up, sis? Not much. What's going on? Well, What's you know what I mean? We're going to go ahead and kick this motherfucker up, off. All is well. I got, my, I got my apple juice, Tia. I'm in a good space. <laughs> Shout out to Mutz. <laughs> but, but I wanted to start off the show... Um. Y'all know John Heard passed, so God, God, rest in peace, God, God love the dead. He was the Home Alone dad. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he that. was in ever any other movie, but I just definitely wanted to acknowledge that. And I got a question for y'all. Do any, any of y'all know what the Home Alone dad profession was? Because that's been one of them things that everybody got theories. Like, he's the white version of Tommy Strong, because I don't know what the dude, dude did, but yeah. the dude had cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I don't know. Never thought about that. I never thought about it, man. You flying yeah, nine motherfuckers that. first class to Paris? You feel me? Like, yeah. come on now. 
You know what's funny? I was like um, researching it a little bit earlier today, and there's actually legitimate, like, multiple websites have theories, but the most popular one is that he was a mob boss. You know what I mean? Like, basically said he was, the, he was, he was Chapo, he just lived in Chicago. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think we can rule that out. <laughs> I don't know. This man got the flights on, you know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I mean? But also, too, I wanted to... Um, Rest in peace to uh, Chester Bennington. Like, I wasn't a huge Linkin Park fan, but um, all the same, I mean, he did touch millions of people with his music, so I did want to take a moment to shout him out as well. I mean, any of y'all really fuck with Linkin Park like that? Yes, that Meteora album was the truth. It was so good. I bought it twice. Oh, shit. It was good. They're a good group, for real, for real. So, I mean, what was his role in the group? Because I'm not familiar with him. Well, he was the singer. He was the lead singer. I used to call him the screamer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't they do a yeah. song with um, Jay-Z before? Say it again? Didn't they do a song with Jay-Z before? I know well, they did they a did mashup. whole album with Jay-Z. Yeah, they did a whole album. It was called Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my only connection to him is the Jay-Z project, to be honest with you. I never really fuck with him beyond that Jay-Z album, but um, they, they, they were like real big like about 10, 15 years ago. They were huge. Because I, 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 I know who Mike should know this, so when like Cats were saying Lincoln Park, I didn't know there was anybody else in that shit. You feel me? I'll be honest. <laughs> because he's it was a like rapper a, and we love rap. I, That's I thought it was yeah. a Hootie and the Blowfist situation, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I said, huh? okay. <laughs> no. Nah, I started listening to them when I listen to listening to them when I was about what, seventeen, eighteen, like when I first started USC. My home mm-hmm. used to listen to uh one four point seven all the time. And I wasn't big into alternative music at the time, but I liked them. Like the music was good. Good music is good music, I don't care. And um I, it was in the end, that first single that I ever heard that I really liked. And then I was watching, you know, I was flipping through the channels, I think in the summer and I heard crawling. And I was like, dang, that's really good, too. And then after that, I kept hearing good music. And then their first single off the Meteora album was good. I was like, okay, it's time for me to buy an album now. So I bought the Meteora album. I mean, it's phenomenal. I might have checked that out, because I'll be honest, I ain't never listened to that shit. Respectfully. And you know, um, what's his name? Um, Mike. He's the rapper. He came out with an album of his own. I think it was under the name Fort Minor. I never got it, but he had a couple of singles I liked, too. All right. So, um, on that note, I'm going to pivot um, to, you know, there was a whole bunch of chicanery and fuckery that came to light this week. Got to talk about Robert Kelly. You feel me? What's going on with Robert Kelly, man? Dude has issues. <laughs> Dude has a hero. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you know, I was uh, reading uh, that he's he's gone through, like, sexual abuse. And I think it's probably where all of that stems from. You. Most people that do end up, you know, sexually abusing other people, yeah, they were at one point victims themselves. But, yeah, that just... I, if, if the story is... I, I still don't really have enough proof to know what's going on, but I mean, this is the dude that allegedly, allegedly had sex with a 14-year-old, whatever, and, and he likes to pee on people. Like, I'm pee. <laughs> what you do, but, up, I can't hear you. 
do what you do, but I mean, like I'm saying, like they should have locked him up years ago. But my thing is, if we missed something, because a nigga called himself the Pied Piper of R&B, and I remember them four fairy tales. That was about a nigga that went to town and stole all the kids. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, if you, if you listen, if you to the best music, like, like, only time woman, it seems like you're ready is when you're in high school and you're trying to persuade your way into some drugs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and didn't, and didn't, was he married to Aaliyah? Like, super young, when she was super young? Was. Yeah. She oh, was yeah. about 14 or 15 when he married her. Yeah. Yeah, so... And that's not legend. Yeah, the nigga did that. So, my point is, like, he's he's been getting passes too many times from the legal system and from us. Black people, like we've been just giving the nigga passes because he can sing. Like, yeah. I mean, but he I made I, believe oh, I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't gave him no pass though. My my, da- my daughter was born in two thousand and one. Since the moment my daughter is, is, has been born, I haven't listened to no R. Kelly shit. I ain't fuck with his videos. I ain't Where? listened to none of his albums. That, that, that was a turning point for me. Once once I had my daughter, I was like, I can't. I can't look at her and say that I'm supporting this type of bullshit. You understand? So, right. I ain't fuck with R. Kelly in like 15 years, to be real with you. All right, but let me ask you this. If you was in the club and Steph in the Name of Love came on, you going to break out the two-step? Or you going to be like, nah, I can't rock with that shit, bro. Can't do it. Nah, it depends on how, how much liquor I done had in me. <laughs> <laughs> His ticket sales have gone up ever since he came out with the whole sex thingy. Seriously? Oh my Check god! Yeah, yeah, he sold out. Right yeah. Now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, check sound scam, man. So, but you know what's crazy? They like they just, that nigga's really Teflon. Like, think about the timeline of this nigga's goddamn pedophiliac career. Married to Leah, she yeah. fourteen. Allegedly pissed on. I can't say allegedly. That 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 piss was not digital. You feel me? With the little bit of, with the tape. You know what I mean? Like this nigga, this niggas. You saying he's still selling out? Come on, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So where does so, the breakdown come in then? Like why is? Because like you remember how when the when all the people started coming out on Bill Cosby, you still had diehard people like I don't know. Even when it got to like thirty, forty, fifty, yeah, I don't know. Like, why do we as black folks, we ride for our quote-unquote stars and celebrities despite the fucked-up foul shit that if, like, if our brother or our cousin or our uncle did, we'd be like, I can't fuck with that nigga. You kidding me? Ah, uh, bro, I gotta, I gotta check you on that, too, because that's that's like a a sweep-under-the-rug type situation in black family. You feel me? Mm. Like, I forgot what the, the percentage of sisters that's, you know, molested or whatever by somebody mm. in their family before they're, you know, 18 years old. But, I mean, it's high. And even though, you know, some people, some families, yeah, they do find out. But it's not like, you know, they'd be like, you know what, we need to handle this, send this nigga to jail, whatever. They just, oh, well, we're going to act like it didn't happen and just play it off and leaving this young girl to, to her own self and trying to deal with everything and to, to try to be in peace about everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's been a long going thing in black society for a long time, man. So, I could imagine, I like, if that. somebody, 
it's somebody who oh he can sing his ass off like that nigga that nigga could actually have his license stapled to his nuts and and doing everything <laughs> that he's accused of and black people still gonna be like oh well he you know he he made this song and he see he can sing like right. I mean we just give we give too many excuses for our own enemies. You understand, mm. and that's the that's the reason why our enemies are still so strong in our communities, because we we, we sometimes man we, we just act goofy man, like <laughs> we, we let this the whole no snitching thing, like okay, I understand what snitching is, and from my standpoint, like okay, if I see somebody blow somebody's head off for no apparent reason whatsoever. And I call the police and let them know, like, this is the nigga that did it. I don't look at that as snitching. You be the snitching. <laughs> yeah, like, what I look at as snitching is if, geez, if me and you, we go out and we got, we, we, we in business in some sort of way or whatever, and we get caught up. And mm. when we in the interrogation room, I'm like, yo, it's not me. <laughs> it's that nigga, Fees. That That's the nigga y'all need to be looking at. That's the right. Indeed, that's mission. You know what I'm saying? But and, and, and let I'm me sorry, go ahead, bro. As you just, how how y'all feel about this this concept of a code? Because what we talk about R. Kelly and, and Bill Cosby, but white folks have Woody Allen and Norman Pilatus, but but they will yeah. not throw them under the bus for shit. They still give them awards. They still still talk about how critically acclaimed their art is. So how do you feel about black people? Kind of mimicking white folks as far as having a code, as far as sweeping all the all, all of our um, degenerate activity under the bus for the greater good of of, of the whole the whole race. Ooh, kind of a catch twenty two. Indeed. I mean, I think it's in the human nature to try to give people the benefit of doubt or see the best in them. And I think like, it gets out of whack when it's someone that has a talent that you don't have that you might admire or, you know, wish you had an aspiration to have that ability to be like, yeah, that nigga peed on them kids, but goddamn Chocolate Factory was crazy. Or that nigga made 12 play. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we're willing to make concessions on our, on, our, on our own, like, morality and integrity because they might have did such like, when the Michael Jackson thing, you know, was all going on. Everybody was like, yeah, but that nigga made Thriller. And I had to be like, yeah, he did make Thriller. You know what I mean? Indeed. But, like, anybody, to me, anybody who was able to really see, like, you could kind of tell they was fucking with Mike for another reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I didn't know the man, but I couldn't, that, that's something that I couldn't really say, oh, yeah, that nigga did that shit. Nah, I couldn't say that. Right. You feel me? But, like, the way I look at, like, the whole R. Kelly situation and, like, as far as Cosby goes, that's that's a whole nother type of conspiracy theory that I've been working on for the longest, you know. But as far as that is concerned, you know, when there's clear and present evidence that this is a, a child like, he made a tape, like, niggas was eating popcorn looking at R. Kelly <laughs> do what he's doing. You feel me? So there, there's a tape right there that you're looking dead ass at the camera. You can see it's you, and you still get a pass. Like to me, like with white people, what they do, like that's productive for their society because they already have a certain structure in place. 
and you know that that helps them stay in power by just saying, "Oh, don't worry about that." But with us, counterproductive. So yeah, then, well, let me. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. I agree with that. And let me pivot to this. We still, cause these RB niggas is just degenerates in my scene, because we got to talk about the other situation. You know what I mean? Like, if your son say, like, Dad, I want to be an RB singer, you need to give that man a stern talking to, look him in his eye and be like, nah, bro, I'd rather you be a serial rapist than be an R&B singer, because at some point, it's like the music industry get these niggas to be, forget they have consequences. They big, They feel like they're bigger than anything. I can do whatever I want. So, well, Usher, yeah. I don't really know the story. So, like, anybody that has some more details, try to fill me in on what all is going on with Mr. Rain. Well, I read that it was a it was a female that he had sex with who was actually a friend of his best wife. And she contracted herpes from him. Oh. But he paid her, like, $1.1 million to, like, hush money. Mm-hmm. But right now, apparently, there's more women coming out saying that they were contracted as well. So, oh god, I don't know. I just heard of a second he one. Four kids. Let it burn. <laughs> and there's a ten million, ten million dollar lawsuit right now that's out currently. So, I mean, has he made any comment on the situation at all? Of course not. He's not going to speak on it. I, I believe it honestly because Shorty got. She has paperwork and documentation, and I feel like maybe she's coming out now because, like, it's that documentation, but I don't know what her motives are. I mean, she got receipts, but that, that makes me wonder. I mean, first the first chick settled out for $1.1 million. This one now would want 10 so what's the, what's, the, what's the street currency? What's the value of herpes? You know what I'm saying? I didn't know there was a, a monetary value with, with sexually transmitted diseases. You feel me? Shit. That's that full life right there, so I don't know. Yeah, it mm. <laughs> yeah, isn't isn't herpes the one that, that don't got no cure to it yet? No yeah, they, on you never can be cured from it. Yeah, you could just have treatment, but there's no cure. So maybe she got what she did. <laughs> right. All right, so uh, OJ got parole. You know what I mean? Like, what y'all feelings about? Just the fact, because I remember, like, or oh, you might you might know this, like, I, you know, like, where I said, I could see the break room. And I swear to God, like, yeah. the hearing was at 1 o'clock, whatever day that was, and I could just see people clamoring in there to watch that shit. And yeah. I just, I don't want like, for me, I'm like, I have interest, like, okay, it's OJ, yada, 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 but, like, why are you televising the parole here? Like, because what made him infamous happened so long ago, this current situation ain't got nothing to do with that. Why this shit on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, like, it's... You know what I mean? Like, it's something that really matters to them. You gotta think. Like, there's a whole generation, there's a new generation of people that really have no idea who the hell OJ yep. is. Yep. And they have to find a way to re-demonize this nigga to, the, to yep. those new adults. They have to figure out a way to do it. And the best way to do it, oh, this nigga's up to parole. Let's make this shit worldwide. Right. Yeah, if you think about it, there's there's like a whole new OJ industry that's going on. They had that documentary, and then they had the the FX series. They did, yeah. They won all the awards, and then Jay-Z came out with the song talking about OJ. So it's like, there's like a whole industry coming up with to bring all this shit back to the forefront. So it's crazy. Uh, so you think but like that's by design? Is 
interesting. Yeah, but this yeah, nigga did, did so much time. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, fam. I, I do think that it's, that it's partially by design. I think, I think, I think the the Jay Z song was a reaction to the documentary from that yes. line where he said, "I'm not, I'm not black, I'm OJ." But the mm-hmm. fact that, yeah. they're, that they're bringing up this show and all these um. And, and you notice they win like black people can't win awards for shit. But if you you do an OJ OJ documentary or so, you get all the awards. So they really right. trying to the pat niggas on the back to bring this to bring this whole situation up in the forefront. But at what point can you let that man live? Like what happens is happening. Let's say he gets out October first. They already had to move the nigga to protective custody, like in, in the jail till they get out. This man ain't gonna have no quality of life. Like at some point, is there a statute of limitations? Outrage. But the damn B. I can't say. I, I can't say. Do y'all think he did it though? Heck <laughs> yeah, he did it. <laughs> See, I still Mama, don't know. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the only answer I can give you and be 100. I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm. I, a, I don't know. But I, I know what I know what the whole situation. Or he might have had somebody do it, and he didn't do it. I mean, he's still guilty if that's the case. But yeah, maybe he didn't do it. But my whole well, thing maybe is, he had somebody did, do it. Even if he did it, the the lead detective was on record saying that they that he plants evidence against black people and he hates mm. niggas. So if you got the lead detective, the one that found all the evidence on record saying this. You can't convict that man, even if he did do it. Yeah, that shit tainted as fuck. I don't know, but OJ was a sellout, though. Like, if you look at, like, the way he transitioned into, like, the white spotlight, like, he was just, like, he was glorified, like, by the white people. Yep. So why niggas still hold him down, though? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, in this day and age, people have such an intense, like, feeling about Boom, that's cool. That's a cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got to do better, goddamn it. No, oh. o- 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 OJ is the OG coon, man. He's, he's the king coon. <laughs> Hold on, what about Savvy Davis Jr.? Uh, Matter of fact, what about Jack Johnson? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the way, got, man. yeah. To me, to me, with Jack Johnson, he was always stuck between that that coon that coon mantra. And that and that make it a mad because he had the fur coats and the gold teeth yeah. and the, the Rolls Royce. So, but yeah, Jack Johnson might be he might be the OG. So speaking of chicanery, I, I wanted to make the wanted to give chicanery award of the week to Michael Vick, but I wanted to have y'all <laughs> chime in. Do you feel like his statements was was there any type of like okay I can get where the nigga coming from with it? Not at all. Nah. Nope. Mike Vick was looking at it. He was looking at his own experience and thinking that he was spitting some kind of knowledge. But no, that was just yep. for him. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick was a whole different situation. The man is peacefully protesting. The man is doing a lot of good. He's giving back. Leave, leave that man be. Leave him be. Why are you even speaking? Who even? How did they get the quote from Mike Vick anyway? Let him sit. He needs to sit down. Yeah, they was interviewing him on. I think it was the Herd, but some uh, sports show. And they asked him about it. Yeah. J- Jason, Jason, Jason Whitlock. Yeah, that's it. Whitlock. He was filling yep. in. Yeah, he but was like, okay. in section two. But let me spin it, though, right? Like, let's say I'm trying to get one of my homeboys on in my job. 
And I'm like, yo, fam, you got to, you know, kind of make yourself presentable if you're going to go in for the interview. In the spirit of what I'm saying, it's the same thing that goddamn Vic was saying. But, and and I know everybody would tell Cash, you just can't, you know, show up for an interview and try to get, you know what I mean, some opportunity for, for income that's looking any kind of way unless it's your own business. So, like, how do you, what's the contrast? I, I, I think that's different. I think that's totally different. Like, of course, uh, Kaepernick's hair has nothing to do with, you know, his his profession, how he plays or whatever. When you go on there, like, you're an ordinary civilian, yeah, you know, and go to an interview and be presentable. But, I mean, and it's, it's a different world in, in, in the NFL. I mean, everybody got tattoos, and, you know, they hear, yes. everybody's hair is different. None of that matters. They don't, even, they don't care about that. They want to know how you play. They want to know if you can be, a, you know, if you can throw the ball, catch the ball, if you can run, you got speed. They don't care about any of that other stuff. So it's a totally different world, you know, interviewing versus... Yeah, I agree. Trying to get on to an end thing. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, I just, I just hate when they try to compare like professional sports to like corporate America. It's like they, they say that you know you got to cut your hair to be in the NFL and do this, that, and the other. But it's a, it's a different concept because if I walk into the office Monday morning and tackle my boss and go into <laughs> the cubicle, I'm going to get fired. But that's what they get paid to do. So it's a wholly different environment. I don't know if it's like apples and oranges. These <laughs> out here getting concussions and damn and, and, and life-threatening injuries, it's, it's like more of a gladiator sport than it is a corporate environment. So hair, tattoos, all that. Just look at Clay Matthews for the, for the Packers. It right, halfway down, down his back. Don't nobody say nothing about him. We had Palomalu, you know, when he was in the league, same situation. You feel me? Exactly. Oh, I also want to ask you about this. Kyrie wanting to trade from the Cavs. You feel me? Y'all think there's like something behind that we don't know that 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 was the catalyst behind that? I don't know. I thought that was a strange move. I thought he, you know, from the way he played and their interaction, I thought that they, he loved where he was. Like, he, those were his boys, and he loved where he was. I don't know. That's, I mean, it was a strange I move. Think, I wouldn't expect that. I think he wants to be a star on his own, and he's, like, mm. overshadowed by LeBron. I feel like he wants to be, like, the next, you know, Allen Iverson. He could play. Like, I just think he wants his own little shine, and he's tired of – being in the background, because honestly, before LeBron got there, I was I was even checking for Kyrie like that. Right. He came out of nowhere to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I, agree. I think he he wants to be his own man. I think he wants to be the leader of a team. And I gotta admit, now when I was watching the finals, like a few nights or well, a couple of nights, I was like, "That's Kyrie's team." <laughs> I mean, yeah. he did his thing now, so so he might be able to make that work. You know, I don't know if that's just coming from a superficial standpoint, like I want to shine, or I, I don't know where that's coming from. I mean, he might be able to make it work, but if I were him, I'd stay where I was. Well, where on the street is, he, prefer, he preferably would like to go to the Spurs. So, I mean, if that was able to go through, you think it would be a good fit in the pop? I think I think Kyrie plays too much iso ball. He lets, When he gets the ball, he lets the ball stick. If you look if you look at the way the Spurs play, it's all about ball movement, and um, mm-hmm. nobody really averages over 24, 25 points per game on that. They, they usually have like a Tony Parker type that averages like 18 a game, but 
I think Tyree Kyrie's trying to be like Iverson. He's trying to get thirty a night, so I don't know how that's yes. gonna work with Pop. But if you was Pop, would you would you turn down up? Because who's they starting point guard now? Yeah, that, that's 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 that, 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 that says it all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, would you not get that kind of talent and and feel like okay, this nigga went to Duke? Do yeah. so you understand how it works? Yeah, you, yeah, I can probably yeah, get this yeah. nigga to buy in. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you if you pop, you got you got to take that chance. That, he he's just too good. You just can't pass him up. You got to see if you can try to get him to um, to rearrange his game into your system. But he definitely ain't gonna turn him down. But my whole thing with Kyrie is they got like this. I don't know if it's like a meme, but it's like a a ten second clip from like a year ago when some reporter was asking Kyrie. Is, is LeBron like a father figure to him or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, you, that if you look at the expression on his face, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the reason why he's gone. He was like, yeah. man, this nigga ain't my dog. He's like, don't take <laughs> Yeah, that nigga was mad if he had the, the, he had the ultimate yeah. come on son face, man. Yeah. Like, you ask me yeah. that for real? That's crazy. But, that, but, like, but that's what I don't understand. What? Go ahead, Aura. I was just thinking, like, I'm I'm kind of here for it because I feel like it's the, the industry with the NBA is like it's kind of predictable with all these like super mass teams. I want to see aggressive and competition again. Like when I was yeah. growing up, because right now it's like it's either gonna be the Cavs or the the Warriors every year, and I'm tired of that. Yeah, they need to keep teams around. But what's it gonna take for that to happen? Because you know everybody's building super teams. Like it's gonna get to, it's to the point now. I only really watch the NBA until the playoffs, and then even then, I, my interest is kind of like eh, because I know it's gonna be the Cavs and the Warriors. I just watch the finals. I don't. Me too. I don't know. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I don't watch. Really I want to watch a full season, I, I but I, I don't get to it exactly. Because every time I turn around, somebody's somewhere else. I don't know. I just watch the finals. So y'all I'm blame LeBron for the for the super team era? Yes. <laughs> what? What's the Y'all blame LeBron for the super team era. Quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I fuck with the Heat and I, and I love what LeBron did, but yes. that shit bit him. That bit him in the ass when when KD said, "All right, you're gonna do this, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna take it to to the next level." Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can't even lie. You gotta blame blame LeBron because when he he joined with Wade, they were both. All stars in their prime, and then they have Bosch, who was the all star in his prime. So, at this point, you got to have four all stars to even have a chance to win the championship. You have to have four all stars in your lineup. So, yeah, he created the monster, man. So, how do you how do you feel that impacts his legacy, there? Because I still have younger cats, and I have respect for his game and and the and this is the professionalism he's displayed during his career, but. He ain't, he ain't, he ain't Jordan. You feel me? But there's still some fans yeah. feel like he's, he's surpassed. He's taking the throne. Nah. No, no. I'm never gonna agree with that. Nah. I just feel like he was. I just don't see it. LeBron would have. I mean, Jordan would have never let what happened this year happen. <laughs> never. <laughs> Jordan would never let that happen. And then what was it? What was the last game they played? Like, was it the, was it the last game they played against the Warriors? 
where he was, I think it was like the last five or six minutes, um, LeBron started to step up and do what he needed to do. Yep. Jordan would have been, Jordan would have been on fire the whole game. I, I don't, he, he's not there yet. I don't think he's going to get there. I mean, for me, that, that, that train is already passed. You feel me? Like, matter of fact, when he went to Miami, That's why I, I said he's like, not going to get there. Your career has an asterisk at this point. That's like when Jordan and everybody back in the in the, in the real heyday of the NBA was like, "Hey, hey, Bird, um, hey, Barkley, we we all team up." You feel me? The niggas would have won every championship every year they was all in the league. Like I'd rather have my legacy be like they associate me with niggas not getting rings. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron ain't ain't, ain't keeping nobody from getting no rings. But uh, one thing I can say though. Oh, go ahead. Now, I was gonna say one thing I can say is, well, this is what I believe. I think they could have took it had they done some things differently. I think they could have won. I know KD's there. I saw how KD was shooting. I mean, it, he he did a phenomenal job in the finals. Mm-hmm. But I think had they done some things differently, I mean, there were too many turnovers. They were um, shooting threes when they should have been shooting jump shots. And, and like, uh, they just made a lot yeah. of mistakes. But if I think they, they cleaned they, they, up they a little bit. LeBron, I think they. LeBron, as good as, as good as he was in the final, he didn't really defend on that level. His defense wasn't really up to par. Right. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he kind of let KD get his shit off. And then even when Iguodala was off the bench, he was getting his shit off. So. Yeah. Like LeBron's stats looked good in the finals, but defensively he was he was definitely not not up to par in the, in the finals this year. So I agree with that. So I mean, y'all think with the moves that Houston made, they're able to compete with the Warriors next year? You think they're gonna be like you know able to hang with them, or you think they Chris Adam Chris Paul ain't enough? I think I think the Cavs have the potential to take it. They just need to clean. They need to clean up. You know what was funny? I think it was LeBron who was being interviewed. He said exactly what they needed to do. Can't remember everything he said, but he he said he hit the nail on the head. He said exactly what they needed to do. They just didn't do it. But if that's your team, you got to will them to be able to play that way. And that's what Jordan did. And that's where I guess what well, one of the disconnects are. I think Jordan had a way about him to make to get the team to play together. Right. And LeBron just he doesn't seem to have that. I mean they play well together but not like not like the Bulls. Hey babe, you can grab that other apple juice. Thank you. Nah, I I, I don't think Houston got a deep enough bench to, to fuck with Golden State really. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think you know, that's that starting five is alright, but once you get into the bench, I don't think like if CP3 gets injured, like I hate to say it, but he gets injured every year. So if right. he get hurt, um, I don't think they're deep enough. They got rid of Be- they got rid of Beverly, Eric Beverly. So, um, nah. I think Minnesota might surprise some people though, man. If Thibodeau does this thing, he only plays eight players. So if he, if he gets that squad together with Minnesota, I think they might do something, but ain't nobody fucking with Golden State for the next five years, to be honest. <laughs> you think they gonna still be able to keep everybody intact? Who, who the yep. Yeah, they just, everybody's taking pay cuts. Mm. Durant taking a pay cut. And when Dollar took a, took a L, he took a pay cut. Curry ain't so. <laughs> 
So like yeah, as a consumer, do you, as a as a consumer, do you respect cats willing to take less money to play with other superstars? Or are you like, nah, fuck that max out? And if you gotta do it by yourself, do it by yourself. I respect it. I mean, it says that they definitely want to win. I mean, I respect it because I would. I don't know how I would feel about reducing my money. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> but I mean, they do make a lot. They do make a lot, so I guess they, you know, stand the sacrifice. But I'm gonna say, I, mean, I, respect no, I, don't, I don't, I don't respect it at all. Yeah, because if my yeah, would be like, as, hey, as, bro. As, black people, as black people in America, we've been taking economic losses for too long. You need to get every dollar, dollar you can get that championship <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah, that's real talk. Because if my homeboy is like, hey, dog, you need to quit your job and come work with me, take a little pay cut, but we'll get to have fun at the job, be like, you nigga. My rent ain't about fun, bro. My responsibilities, no matter how good time I have, fam. So I have to respect exactly. the client. I need the most. It's a little bit different, though, because they make an ass of money. I don't give a fuck. Millions if, if, of dollars. If, if I have to go down $1 less an hour, I'm still not doing it. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to work <laughs> to have fun anyway. It's a it's a good like, you know byproduct to have. But, nigga, no, I'm here to pay bills. Respectfully, the reason why I, <laughs> the reason why I say I respect it because I mean that's a huge move to say I will take less money to bring this person in that you know that can provide us what we need in order to win this championship. I mean they they willing to make sacrifices. That's why I say I respect it. But mm. I wish they you know I wish that they had Golden State is what I mean. They had mm. enough. Uh, Faith in themselves, for lack of a better word, to go back at the Cavs without KD. And I wish KD had stayed with a- OKC and fought for that championship. Right. Yeah, you yeah I, I agree with that. I agree. Y'all think Paul George going to work in OKC? Well, I don't know. I don't know who that is. I ain't going to lie. You don't know, oh, you don't know who Paul George is? <laughs> I, I, you I, I play? Think, nope. You can play for the Pacers. I, I think I think OKC gonna be like a three seed, mm. but I, I I don't think they're gonna pass up San Antonio or the Spurs. Cause I, I mean, or the Warriors. Cause I think the Spurs is gonna end up with Kyrie somewhere. Mm. If, if the Spurs get Kyrie and the Warriors got what they got, I think I think um, OKC. I think OKC will be better than Houston. To be honest with you. No, I'm with you on that. I don't see how Chris Paul helps him. He's a ball, you know, he's a dribble, dribble holic as well. You know what I mean? So I think they move backwards with that move. Yeah, and you know, you know, Dan Tony, he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get his numbers and he's gonna go to the first round or the second round and get get knocked out every year. So I I've never been a fan of uh Dan Tony, so yeah, I agree with that. Do you even respect his um his run in Phoenix? It, it looked nice. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, to me, Steve Nash is the most overrated NBA superstar of all time. Back. You can't find anybody that has two MVP awards with no finals appearances in the history of the league except for Steve uh. Nash. He stole one of Kobe's Kobe's MVPs, and he stole one of Shaq. 
That's real. So, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna pivot now. Like any of y'all, um, like what movies y'all seen recently that y'all excited about? Because I found a sleeper the other day. I wasn't even looking for it. I had never seen no trailers for it. But uh, this movie called Baby Driver. That shit is fucking dope. You know what I mean? Spider-Man Homecoming was straight. You know what I mean? Like, what movies have y'all seen that y'all would be like, I give it a thumbs up? Actually, is well, uh, Split. Have you all seen Split? I mean, it came What's out it? the DVD not too long ago. What's it called? Uh, it's called What's it about? Have you seen the movie um, Wanted? You breaking up a little bit. Say one more time. His name, the uh, the dude's name is James McAvoy. He was in the movie Wanted with um. Oh Angelina yeah, we had the Where he had the split personalities. Right, right. He had like I want to say double digit split personalities. Double. Yeah, digit. I think he had like twenty three personalities. That movie was phenomenal. It was so good. It was so what'd you, good. What you like most about it? Well, the fact that, like, well, they incorporated that, um, the idea that different personalities can have different characteristics, different qualities. Like, um, one personality might um, have high blood pressure, and the next oh, one might sure. have diabetes, and the next one might have... Um, a certain talent that they can draw. The theory they had within the movie and how they incorporated it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. But if you don't mind me spoiling it, I'll spoil it for you. <laughs> but, ah, it was so good. You really need... I mean, it's at Redbox still, I believe, but you should go out and do it. I mean, go out and get it. Like, and James McAvoy does a great job. I mean, I got to go, go out and watch some of his other stuff. But at this point, I'm really... Wanted, wanted to categorize him as a great actor. Like, I love him in Wanted, and I love him in Split. Like, he just, ah, he blew me out of the water with it. And then the ending in the movie, I want to tell you so bad, but I can't. But it just, it, it, it incorporates that idea that different personalities can do different things. And mm. I just, I had never heard that before. It was really good. I'm also looking forward to, um... So, um, what's that movie coming don't, out don't next say girl, Friday? Don't, don't say Girls Trip, goddammit. <laughs> no, it's not Girls Trip. I heard it was funny, but no, it's not. It's Atomic Blonde. I love oh, that's movie, the one. But that's the one with that chick from the from the Italian job. What's her name? With all the black kids, Sh- Charlie Theron. Theron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's gonna be in the, uh, an assassin in, um, in this one, or uh, they call her the Double O Seven Agent, or whatever the female Double O Seven Agent. But I'm expecting it to be good. I'm hoping it's as good as um, one of my favorite movies, which is um, The Long Kiss Goodnight with um, Gina Davis. Charlie Baltimore. That's where Charlie Baltimore yeah. came from. Yes, that's one of my favorite movies. I mean, to see a woman kicking ass, I mean, you got to love that, right? Right. And don't be talking about the girl's cut. No, I have, the only reason I said that, you know what I mean, respect really is, Charlamagne, I get, he saw this saw yesterday, and he was doing an Instagram live video, and he was like, yo, it's funny movie, blah, 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 but dudes, if you have any background or past as a cheater, like, you don't want to let your chick see this movie, so that's the only reason I'm kind of, I ain't shitting on it, I'm bigging it up, because it got black, you know what I mean, black actresses, we all we got, but at the end of the day, I get tired of like, you know what I mean, like, 
Nigga, you need cheaters to, to to actually like respect good niggas. If there weren't cheaters, then there wouldn't be no distinction as a good nigga, in my opinion. You know what I mean? What's the mm-hmm. value in uh, loyalty and, and faithfulness if if there aren't people out there that are cheating? And I know every I chick, especially nah, because here's my here's my rationale. I swear to God, I got my rationale. <laughs> if you've been with a whole bunch of ain't shit niggas and you finally find a good one, you're more inclined to deal with some of his bullshit because you know at least this nigga out there fucking every other broad behind my back that I gotta find out about and have confront me at work. You feel me? Like you got you gotta get an extra little subtle appreciation for him because it's like damn, I didn't dealt with so much of this bullshit before. It's finally good to have someone that's about something. So ladies, I, y'all I can tell me where, where my where my logic is wrong. Go ahead, I'm listening. I respectfully disagree. Because I've I've been with different women that have had the issue of yeah every dude that she's with he's cheating done fucked her mama every oh my god fuck me dude in Miami there's some dog ass niggas out there bro but what I'm saying is like and shit I, I respectfully while I'm talking about that. I'm guilty of being one of those dudes at one point in my life. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know, right? But, um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I am how I am now. And who I am now, married, three kids, all of that. But mm-hmm. a person's past, man, that, that kind of affects who they are. So... They're not really going... You would think, right? Yeah, you would be able to appreciate a dude that doesn't do what your exes did or, you know, you would be able to appreciate that more. But instead of that, you have a dude that's always being accused of something. Like, you you Uh. can't see. You can't see what he is because you think he's just like X, Y, Z. You feel me? So, dog dudes or whatever, man, like... Yeah, like I said, man, I'm guilty of being one of them. But even when you change that page and you decide, like, you know what, I'm not going to be that dude no more, I noticed that it was females that I dealt with that did have trouble past with, with men. And they didn't appreciate the goodness that I was. They just saw, hey, you're just like this nigga. Or you're just like that dude. Just because I breathe. Because I breathe. Because my cologne might smell the same. Because anything about me that reminds her of whoever. Yeah. It, 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 the damage is there. And it's always going to be there. Until peace is made with that issue. So uh. that's why I respectfully disagree, man. Yeah, right. the same thing. I think it comes from a woman's perspective. Like how she how the woman is because these girls these days I don't know what what level they on like they good with with the so called bad dudes and cheaters they, they, their self esteem and their standards are so low that they'll just take anybody in fact so <laughs> I don't I mean it depends on the female I mean because there are there are good men there are guys that have the ability to be good they just need to be groomed you know or have you have to have patience with them I think is good in everybody. I don't think it's just a stigma of just having one guy that's just a bad, bad guy. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so what, I, me, oh, oh, go ahead, Tierra. 
No, I was just saying something Bishop said kind of stuck with me. Like with my experiences, I do tend to think like if somebody reminds you of somebody else that wasn't great, ah, I kind of shy away from them. You know, it kind of lingers. Like well, it could be. Like I ain't gonna, like I ain't gonna lie to you. It could like be small. Finger. It could be small sometimes. And it's not me being. It's, I mean, it sounds paranoid. It's not me being paranoid. I think that's just, uh, being I guess, cautious. a supernatural clue. A supernatural clue for me. <laughs> if somebody reminds me of somebody else, yeah, I might not see what's going on now, but something there that reminds me of somebody that I used to deal with that wasn't so great. So I do kind of fall back or you know, or not deal with that person. Like something's there. Something. Something in the universe is trying to let me know that this is not the person for me. <laughs> but I don't think that right. was there on his perspective, though. So what? I'm not giving him a chance. To, I said, I don't think that. I definitely have to figure out what, what situations you're talking about. Like, in terms of. Well, like, it might be initially. Like, it might be after a while. I mean, like, ultimately, I do give people, you know, the time to shine, the, the benefit of the doubt. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Like, if, for example, if like, I'm seriously, seriously thinking about dating a person or trying to date a person, then I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But if I'm seeing, if I possibly see signs that remind me of someone else, then that's, that I, I probably will back off. I mean, I don't want to get too deep in a relationship like, oh, okay, these signs were there before, you know, even though they're subtle, they were there before, and I just kind of, you know, push them to the side. I kind of, right. I kind of shy away. I kind of shy away. Mm. I understand that. But yeah, but I, so let me ask the, the females this because, um, and, and Bishop, in a minute, I'm gonna pivot to the um, what we was talking about the other day because I think it's a good segue for it. But like as a dude, and yeah, I, like Bishop, I can admit I, I've been a a serial cheater in the past. You know what I'm saying? I'm reformed, um, and I'm happy about that. But <laughs> part of the thing I used to I used to get really frustrated about is. And it ties into females having triggers or things that they, you know, they, I won't say paranoid, but are more cautious and reactionary too, because a nigga before you did it, like, I lock my phone. That's just what I do. And I'm always dating this chick and say, why you got to lock your phone? Or why every time you, I come in the room, you, uh, you put your phone down. I'm like, yo, relax. Like, I'm not even thinking about this, but you already made up in your mind what my actions are doing based on something you dealt with before. They ain't tied in nothing into, in terms of how I think about shit and how I operate. So, from the female perspective, like, how do you, like, straddle that fence between being cautious but still being open to a new person? Well, I know for me, when I, when I first got married, I was, was vulnerable. And I was, so, I told him what I've been through. So, he, like, for example, I did have an issue. I had an issue with the locking of the phone because my ex was doing him and stuff like that. So, my husband compromise in a way where like I know his code even though I'm not like I don't go on his phone but he made it to where I didn't have to feel a certain type of way so I think compromising and understanding is good now I'm kind of crazy like oh my gosh you walk this way or who you you in the bathroom with your phone like that's kind of crazy <laughs> but like it is certain things that trigger like especially if you're in an abusive relationship and like the raising of the voice or the slam of the doors or punching the walls like all those are like emotional triggers especially as far as mm. abuse mm-hmm. so i think that if you're vulnerable with your partner and you have to have an understanding that you will kind of see it from the woman's perspective like okay if i do this it'll remind me of him so let me just change the way i or 
or even be more open with her. Give her the opportunity. Mm. Right. And Fees, what did you say your question was now? How do we do what? Yeah, I mean, how do you balance the... the because it's, I, I can tell it's a delicate situation. You want to make sure you don't make the same mistake you may have made in the past in right. terms of seeing, you know, similar beha- similar behavior from a cat. But at, at the end of the day, you still want to give that new cat an opportunity to show you who they are, despite certain things you pick up on that might, you know, make you remember or think about someone from your past. Like, how do you balance that? Because with dudes, I ain't going to speak for all dudes, but for me, like, most females, I ain't going to lie, kind of have certain things in general. Like, some, some things y'all all kind of do, respectfully. You know what I mean? So... I, I'm more into the individual that I'm dealing with, and I kind of don't worry about the past. You know what I'm saying? Like, if things continually happen that, damn, this motherfucker do the same thing that, uh, you know what I mean? So-and-so used to do. And it's kind of like, okay, I kind of know what to expect. And so if it leads in that direction, I'm already can cut you off at the past and make sure I'm in a good position. But like, I just want to know from, from females how y'all handle, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, this nigga do the same shit that that no shit, no good motherfucker did, but something about him do I like. You know what I'm saying? And conquering that fear. Well, I really hadn't been dating lately, but I mean, conversation. I mean, just talking to them, and you can kind of read people. You know, you can kind of tell when somebody's bullshit, and you you can you when somebody's BSing you. All you can oh. do, pretty much, is keep an open line of communication and trust your instincts, trust your gut. I think we talked about that, and, and keep it moving. I mean. Me, I'm not ever going to... Re- if I feel like i got to reduce myself to checking his phone or being all over him, then that's just not the person for me. I don't trust him. Then I, that's just not the person for me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to reduce that. If I feel like I can't trust him, then there's some reason why I feel that way. I mean, I might not have the proof, but there's some reason why I feel that way. Hold up, hold up. So I'm back up. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, females would be like, I, my gut tells me something. My spider sense is tingling. I can't prove it. I just got to wait to find the proof. And meanwhile, the nigga might not be up to no good at all. But he still got to deal with you. And that puts a strain on the relationship. I can't say, I can't speak for other women, but I know my gut usually does not steer me wrong. I usually, when I ignore it, when I ignore it, it is usually when I end up in a situation I don't care for. So I can't speak, so I can't speak for other women. But my gut usually doesn't steer me wrong. Like, I think about, like, there was this one dude that I was, I don't even like to even talk about love and all that shit nowadays. But I was dealing with, I knew I can trust him. I knew. And I don't know how I knew that. I just felt that I could. And come to find out, he had cut everybody off of me. Not just a month or two down the line like nearly immediately my gut was right I trust my gut I I mean you can kind of feel like there was another dude that I was dating I had not seen him with another female I had no proof that he was with another female but I knew he had been with other females Mm. and even with talking to my homeboy about it he was like because like I wouldn't see him well I went, you know, there were other reasons, you know, I hadn't seen him for a certain amount of time. I mean, like, come on, you know, there were certain things there, but ultimately I had no proof, but I didn't need it because I knew right. what was up. I knew what was up. So I don't think I'm paranoid, but I'm going to trust my gut and I'm going to talk to him, let him know how I feel about this. And usually from a conversation, you can read a person and see, like I said, if they're BSing you or not. 
And if you can't, then, you know, maybe you should just fall back a bit and, and kind of, you know, feel things out. But me, if I don't trust them, I ain't, you know, excuse my language, I ain't fucking with them. That's just that. Right. Hello, Omar? Yes. Hey, this is Shanae. This is Boris Wren. Oh, what's up? How you doing? What's up? So I've been listening to the combo, <laughs> and I just wanted to chime in a little bit on um, how to balance those things. I think mm. as you grow older, you gain something, um, that little thing called wisdom. Most should, I should say. Oh. So what tends to happen in these cases is that you know, you if you pay close attention to men, especially black men, because I can't speak to outside of my race because I haven't tried it, but... Black men, when they're determined for something, they go for it. You cannot oh. stop a black man from doing what he wants to do. Um, so it's one of those things where if he's not going as hard for you as he is for whatever else he wants, you kind of know when you need to let some situations go. Um, if you're seeing certain patterns that are similar to an ex and those patterns are something negative that triggers you, you need to let that go because from what, you know, the... the lady that was talking before some of those triggers they may set you off that's not the way that you want to go you don't want to backtrack so it's one of those things where you pay mindful attention not just of that person that you're dealing with and what they're what they're doing you need to focus on you in that growth and that wisdom you start to think about what it is about you that you can't handle what it is about you that sets you off and what it is about you that will set you backwards. So right. in dealing with those things, if they're if they're do- displaying certain behaviors that's going to make you say start back yelling and wilding and fussing and checking phones and going crazy and stalking or whatever <laughs> you do, whatever it is <laughs> that is your thing, if you know that's a trigger for you for you and you don't want to backtrack, you let that go. Now if it's little minor things like oh where they they wear their, their clothes the same but they have the same cologne. Okay, then let's then. talk about cologne. Let's talk. That's where that compromise comes in that Oral was speaking of. It's like you got to know what you can look over and what you can't look over. And something that I I will say, at least in my situation and, and the females that I know, there's always this kind of thing like it, it's like a discernment type thing. Mm-hmm. When you're around certain people and it's not just men, it's men, women, whoever, you can pretty much read a person really good. It's something about them that is not quite right. And once again, with that wisdom and that growth, you know not to be around that person no matter who that person is, especially right. if they're a trigger for you. So it's like one of those things where as you as you get older, you grow, as you go through your circumstances, your situations, your experiences, I feel like even that comment that you made about dealing with cheaters and men who are not good for you, I kind of agree to a certain extent because I kind of went through some of that stuff and I was like, yeah, that did. I the, the difference is a lot of women don't take the time to grow. They don't take the mm. time to pause and build on themselves. What they do is they jump from relationship to relationship and that's negative. It, it tends to be negative after, you know, like each relationship is more and more negative because they're accepting more negative things. So in taking time to grow and build on yourself and learn yourself and what you like and what you dislike, you won't put yourself in situations where you're so worried about the other person and what they like and what they dislike. So you start thinking about yourself more and that's okay. So I I put my feedback or my thoughts on that is that when you when you think about what you want, you know what you will and what you won't deal with. What's the trigger? 
Let me get oh, it. Yo, 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 what's up, family? What's up, family? It's the A N T O N O. Meow, meow. Hey, boy, Thunder in the house. You know what we do on Saturdays? The seventh day, the mystical number, the one that we loop into loop ourselves into a whole nother realm, the dimension of insight and illumination. How are we doing, family? Peace and blessings. Or peace to the God. What's, what's the word for the day? We, we got ubiquity last week. What you got for me this week, fam? Man, you know what the word for the day is, man? Peace, bro. Peace. Peace. Mm. Just, just peace, man. And you can take it. You can take it however you want to take it. You can take an acronym. Please distinguish all Caucasian enigmas. You can take peace and you can do a sign with it. You know what I mean? You can take a piece of the pie. You know what I mean? But peace, and I say peace today because I'm at peace with who I am. I'm at peace right. with my, my weaknesses and my good side. I'm at peace with the people who I have in my life and the people I don't have in my life. I'm at peace with this world that I live in because I know it is what it is because of what things have been transpired before me. But it's up to me to make it one to make it different. You know, I right. reached out to Memphis Bleak today on, on Instagram like, yo, holla at your boy. Put me down. Wow. One nation. I want to be part yeah. of empire. Hey, baby, bleak, man. I need, I need some douce, baby. And a rock nation. Yo, it is. Yeah, right nation, baby. I want to do something. I want to be a part of something, man. So it's a beautiful. And, and sometimes we, we, we look at what other people have. Like, well, I'm a part of something now. I'm a part of this podcast. Appreciate you know what I mean? I'm a part of I'm a part of my family. You know what I mean? Because I'm relevant. But a lot of people don't realize that they are relevant. They wake up wanting to be something else. Uh. Instead of looking in the mirror, it's like, what can I do to make myself an asset and not an right. ass that sets? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wanted to pivot off that um, bishop, like the um, video you had shared with me on um, Friday. But I think that's like. You know, I think that's something we, we should um discuss. So, like, what made you want to share that and what did you take from it that you want to kind of dive into? Oh, oh, Topic is pretty much, like, they talked about black men and the reason why Jay-Z made 444. And he was saying, like, you know, he had no idea how to love. Uh. And I thought about that struck a nerve with just now discuss how I was a serial cheater and did this, that, and the third. And I, I can remember certain parts of my life from back then. And one thing for certain that I could say was that even though I may have had strong emotion for females that I was dealing with, it definitely wasn't love. And for the ones that I, like, for, it might have been like one that I did love, even her, like, I had no idea how to love. <laughs> and it 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 kind of made me think, because all of my people, all of my people, they kind of the same way, like, you know, yeah, they may, they may love their woman, but they really have no idea how to love. And that made me think, like, who taught me how to love? Like, who, who right. really teaches us, who teaches us how to love? And I was thinking, like, yo, for me, I, I can, I can probably say it might have been like my mother or one of my aunts or something like that. You feel me? And when they taught me how to love, I, I could see now that they were teaching me from a place of pain. You understand? Like, just don't do whatever, whatever your daddy did. 
Don't do whatever right. this nigga did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, oh, my God. That, I heard that some that time. That's how you love properly. And, and I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, but that's not really teaching me how to do something. Right. So I was always in a situation where, yeah, I, 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 I do have this feeling for the female, but I really have no idea how to truly love. And I think if if we as brothers were honest with ourselves, like we really have no idea how to love, because true that like because our role models, and I know like yeah, I'm I'm kind of known for just always going back back in the day slavery shit, but let's just be real, for the past eighteen to twenty generations that we've been in this country, like our role models have been European men. Mm. And the way that they showed love to their wives or whatever have you, we tried to emulate everything that they did. But if we're really honest with each other and honest with ourselves, we can really look at that from from a different standpoint and say, like, yo, these are the same people that can't get along with nobody else on the planet, <laughs> including themselves. So how do I have to interject, brother? Bitch, if I have to interject, to I gotta interject, brother. No, no disrespect, but. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street, Harlem Renaissance. Black people got to stop blaming the European, the one that Euro means, the one that's tied by a rope about, you know, the imagery. Um, at the end of the day, man, we've had several examples of what it is to do, but we choose to take the one that shines. Black people want to shine, man. They want to shine. That they want to see. That this. is also true. They want. They want to see true. the one. They want to see the one that's on the imagery. They want that uh, because, like you say, and uh, me too. I'm one of uh, a slave advocate that the way they chopped us down and made us made us felt that we didn't have any rights, or the way they damned the man at the head of the family and stripped him of his rights. A lot of us always are craving the wrong attention. And not the exactly. right attention, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think, and I think at the at the end of the day, it's like like Charles Barkley. I was to say, I'm not a role model. I'm not a role model. You know what I mean. The only thing I do is play basketball. But now, what I say, America's society tells you, as a as a black man, you need to be like this because you can't be a doctor. You cannot be a lawyer. They try to tell you you don't have the rights to do that, but. It's those that I know when I went to Howard University. It took me to go to Howard University to say that, man, W.B. Du Bois um, and, the, and the many Debbie Allens and her sister and stuff like that. These people came and got educated and made a path and made a way, you see what I mean, to the point where are you going to be an Uncle Tom and choose to flip it and not realize and give back to your country or, or to, your, according to your culture? Or are you going to be a house? Are you going to be a field cat? That they just just wanted to be disgruntled all your life. See, we we see we don't we don't have no middle ground when it comes to being black. We we wanted to be on on, on far extreme or far, you know what I'm saying, not doing a damn thing at all. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, I feel like um our imagery and our role model has always been God. You know. For me, all the reason black people have made it in this country is because of God. And until they look to God and stop stop looking to man for, for role models, they're gonna fall short. I agree. I agree. But that's another thing that we're not really clear on. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like, we, yes. we really have no idea who or what God is. Right. That, that, that's None what I was whatsoever. about to ask. I was about to ask who is God. 
We have no clear clue on what God is. And if we follow what we followed in this country, then the God that they present to us is in the face of another person, the same person that I was just now discussing. So my point is my point is this. Like, yeah, okay, I feel where you're coming from, man. But at the same time, we're visual people. We're we're visual people that are outside people. And if we see on one end, okay, I'm 73 years old, but I'm still being treated like a boy. But uh. I look at on the other side of that fence, and this white man, he's you know he's 20 years old, and people respect him as a man. Yeah, I'm gonna do everything that I can to emulate and do everything that he does, so that I can be respected as the same man that he respected us. You feel right. me? So that's why I say that. I agree. I think it's 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 been from the household. Like there's more (laughs) there's no father and mom in household anymore. There's no what? There's no there's not a lot of fathers and moms in the household. It's it's more single mothers, single fathers. So men don't have anyone tangible in their lives every day. God is, you know, you have neighbors and all that. But to have mm-hmm. someone in the household every day is a different perspective. You can tell a man that was raised with a mother and father. You can tell a man that was raised yeah. by his mom. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, as, and you can and tell as a man men. that's been raised by the streets too, and one that's been raised exactly. by by derogatory and just by their ways and actions. But just a big pick up to your information. You know, this government is so wicked how it has destroyed the family because back in the 1950s, all all eighty percent of all families were two parent families, but then they came with the Beatles, uh, this this uh, this this uh, peace movement, and then you know then they put the drugs in our community, and then now, from since nineteen ninety, eighty percent of all families is one parent households. They destroyed the family, wow. man. They destroyed. Wow. They destroyed the family psychologically. Uh, you know they did this in a sense where they designed it to be like this. How can you? But what can you do when, when we we live it in a place where they're designing it to destroy the family makeup? You have to get back to it. I I don't, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with someone can control your life that much. We got to get. We have to get back to, to back to that. Like I don't. I feel like it's it, it starts with us because the next generation they already lost. They don't, right. don't want to <laughs> see marriages. Yep, exactly. They don't want to exactly. get married. They, they yeah. don't. They want to be. I, I've never seen so many gay men in my life. Gay men in my <laughs> really? life. So, so oh, this is a calling of the population. This has systematically been designed to break us yeah, down. It's more than it's that. Been it's been systematically that. designed. I think, I think it's more than that. I, and I, I feel what you're saying, but it's more than that. We need what more is men. It? What is it? We need more, we need, I'm about to tell you right now. We need more women. We need more men. That's not going to sit back and allow these kids to be where they are. You, you walking, you walking down the street, you see a, a girl just for profanity and just going off with her mom's no respect. She out here right. all her girls, they're, they're disrespectful. Sh- check that. Like, right. so I thought, like that. in True my hood, we used to check. We used to get checked. You're not about mm-hmm. to walk down the street talking about like that. We right. need to start. We need to stop sitting right. back, pulling our phones out, 
and videotape mm. and everything and stand up and take your community back. Take back right. your family household. Very stop, true. Stop blaming the Man. society or the government. You take it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not. It's not happening because the fact that you know, and people, do y'all agree that Trump was the best thing to happen for black people when he got elected because they say now that we have no other choice but to pick the boot scraps up and get our ass to work. There's no more living off the the uh, welfare, the food stamps for thirty years. You know, staying in these Section Eight houses. What the fuck is Section Eight housing? You know what I mean? Come on. You know, it's like. You're going to be put in a position, either you're going to be in a concentration camp or you're going to go to work, and like the like sister say, and start standing up and living with some morals and values. But like me and Brother Bishop were saying, it all comes back to your spiritual relationship, you know, and in discipline and structure. A lot of black people uh, and, and people of color don't know what morals are. Only thing they know is, I got to get up, I'm waking up with no water, no heat. I just got to do what I got to do. You see, and once you take that mentality, it's hard. I was dealing with some brothers today that's been numerous years in, in prison. They say, man, I don't want to smile. Because if I smile in prison, they thought I was gay. And if I smile in prison, I might get dogged out. If I smile in prison, this and that. And I was like, what? I was like, you know what, man? That's fucked up. That you don't want us, that, that society tells you not to smile because you're afraid of the end results. People are afraid to smile these days, man, because of the imagery and the labels. It's not. Right. It, 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 it's polluted. It's polluted, but beyond, beyond to me, beyond healing. Only, only well, it's only going to be by a, a, a phenomenal act that it happens. Well, brother Antonio, I, I do. As far as me thinking, Trump was one of the best things that happened to black people. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so, but not for the reasons that you're talking about. One okay. of the, the, re- right. the main reason why I think Trump is a damn good thing that happened to black people. Okay. Is that we can get the fuck out of this illusion that we've been Ooh. stuck in for yes. so long, and wow, we can actually awesome. see how yes. these uh-huh. people actually feel about us, and we can Word. actually say, mm-hmm. you know what, we Word, say, you know what, we need to we need to separate from these people again. We need to close mm-hmm. ourselves off of these people. And to, to, to another That's point true. that you were speaking true indeed. before, true indeed. to another point that you were speaking That's before, one of the most dangerous things to have ever happened to black people was integration. Because mm. we actually had our own, like, like 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, we were doing it. We were of, of our households were black in two households. Now, after mm. we say, well, we're going to integrate now mm-hmm. it's we're we're doing every damn thing they do. Mm-hmm. We are we are we have a first front row seat to see the dysfunction and the poison. So we mm-hmm. just ingest that poison and say, Well, yeah, I'm gonna do just like Billy did and uh, right. I'm gonna do just like Becky did. You feel me? So <laughs> what's happening and, and, and what's been happening is that ever since we integrated, we said, Well, well yeah. I'm gonna get the shopping day stores and do that. We don't flip our money in our community no more. We Mm-mm. don't okay. take care of our communities anymore. You feel me? So that. But is why? We, why we? Why we? The only people that have integrated because yeah, the, the Jews integrated, the Italians integrated, the uh, the Polish people integrated, even Africans yeah, coming here you gotta, and, and you integrated and established some type of foundation. Because before they actually integrated, they actually got together and established. Right. Something. Exactly. That, that's we the biggest thing. Right. 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 We're trying you're to do two things at once. We're trying yeah, to I was establish saying, the foundation and integrate. It don't happen that mm. way. 
True that. True that. Mm. True that. I'm saying that. A lot of those ethnic groups, they came from a different country here. Will they came by choice. <laughs> it was by a choice. choice. They came by choice. <laughs> they have, they have, have a native, they have a native nation they can return to. Mm-hmm. If, if things break bad, they have a native nation they can return to. Um, and then, um, unfortunately, and a lot black of Americans, too, we don't have that option. And then a lot of them, too, like, it wasn't like they all just came in waves. Like, they have people go out, like, I heard this American place is popping. All right, we gonna go over there and see what we can do. They go out there, start flourishing. They send word back home, like, "Hey, y'all should come on over here too." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and so you know, like the old back in you know New York or whatnot, you used to have pockets where it was this this Polish community, this Italian community. You feel me? Like yeah. niggas never got that opportunity. Oh, ma! But they came in. They were living in poverty too. The ghettos was just as much full with blacks as it was with these immigrants. Uh, yep. What's the difference between them and us, bro? Come you know, on, man. Yesterday, really? like, we had, I'm saying, sir. I'm like, sir. sir when right. all when all the blacks moved from 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 Mississippi, Alabama, and they went to Chicago, they built the largest ghettos, which is still staying today. And then they had this promise, like you say, that 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 that, that phenomenal idea that things was going to be different, which is never is. And they started just in the same position as the Italians, the Polish, the, uh, the Germans, and things of that nature. What? Why, why can't the, we come the, together the, and the, make it come up, bro? The difference between them and us is, is that we were brought over here as, as human mules. We were raped. We were beat. We were tortured. We went to Jim Crow. <laughs> we had we had to go through the board. Uh, Brown was the board of education to even go to school with people that look just like them, no matter their economic state. Okay, so right. let's get to the facts. Let's get with the up. facts. Let's deal with the facts. So basically, we've just been mindless walking around since because uh, we all have been free. We all have been equal to them by what fifty some years, right? No, we you can't say equal to Come on, son. That's, I'm, that's talking about the right. I'm talking about the voting rights. I'm talking about the voting rights. I'm talking about the voting rights. Right. Even, right. even, even voting rights, bro. We ain't get that to 64. And, and they still have to goddamn uh, renew the voting rights act every so many years. Come on, brother. Exactly. Yeah, it's still an act. It's not a law. You feel me? That's right. So, you got to vote. A lot of people don't know. People, a lot of people don't know that. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm putting this out there. I'm putting this out there and playing a devil's advocate for the viewers and the listeners that they need to know this. You know, I what mean, these are questions that these are these are questions that people. You know, I got knowledge of stuff. You know, but this is for our audience that they need to know this and stop being dumb, deaf, and blind. You know what I'm saying? Because they thinking that we are what, equal. Though? We're saying, they actually think that we're equal, that, that we're equal, that we can get the same piece of pie. And Malcolm X always said, you can invite me at the dinner table, but um, you're not going to feed me the same meal that you're eating. You know what I mean? So. Let me piggyback off that, because this is something I'm glad you said that, because I deal with, I have clear friends, but even ones that are like, cool, they still, it's hard for me to get them to understand what systemic subjugation, racism, like what that means and how it impacts over generations. Because like to the mm. point you were making before, like, yeah, there was Polish people and Italians and, and uh, the Irish, you know what I mean, in the ghettos too. But they didn't have a system that would keep them in that same echo socioeconomic situation. They was able to go the fuck out. They wasn't being goddamn, oh, you got to live in this part of town. No, if you get spread up, and then they pull together with their family collectively, to, so they all moving up. You feel me? Like, niggas yep. was goddamn. And they, were giving, they, they, were giving, they were giving government money. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Exactly. 
Wow, I'm so glad you just said that. They give them government grants to start businesses off the Mm. they cross the river. And we can't get them. And I'm going to say this. In Miami, when a Cuban floats over, when the wet foot, dry foot shit was popping off, full swing, as soon as they dry off, these motherfuckers get a $10,000 stipend. Uh, Get out of here. You said what? They get a $10,000 stipend as soon as they dry off and go downtown mm. to a little office. So, yeah, wow. there's a lot of things that's not discussed as to why these certain groups are flourishing. And this has been going on since the Carter administration. So, big up the Carter. The Carter's yeah. still living, y'all. He's 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 yeah. he, uh, he's a yeah, so fuck Jimmy Carter. So what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> all of these things, for, 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 for this long that this has been going on, if you fast forward to today, like I was telling you, old, like Liberty City. Liberty City was like the black neighborhood in Miami for yeah. a decade. You understand? Now, Liberty City is almost like, oh, another part of Hialeah, which is a, like a fucking little Cuba. You feel wow. me? Because they're they're mm. they're they're taking that ten thousand dollars stipend and saying, okay, well, um, what can I do with this? Okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna build a store, and then I'm right. gonna, after I build this business and rape your community with this business, I'm mm-hmm. gonna end up I'm gonna buy real estate, and mm. gentrification yep. is gentrification is popping like mad nowadays, bro. Like I can't go yeah. to Walmart. Can't it's go like to an Walmart epidemic, ain't it, brother? Is it, is it not an epidemic? Gentrification, do you say? Well, it's terrible. Oh, that's, that's, that's a long-standing epidemic, my bro. It's just like this. Like, now, like, it's just, I can't go anywhere in Liberty City and not see Cubans. So, I don't, I, I respect them for their hustle. Yeah, but mm-hmm. what's really going on, like, you... We've not ever gotten anything as black people. And I don't want nobody nope. giving me shit. But mm-hmm. give me a fucking chance. Don't do your best to stop me at what I'm doing. Right. Don't do that. Right. Leave me be. I thought and about when you that, were speaking about that was about Marcus Garvey, Black Star lineup. Who yeah. if if we if we established something like today, where would we go? Would we go to the moon, Mars? Where where could we go? Where could we go today and and, and 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 not be you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying like systematically damned you know because he was like Black Star Lineup to me was a powerful movement um, and I wish that it would have fall, fallen through but today if it was a Black Star Lineup where would we go to? Honestly, there's no way on this I'm planet. I'm just saying that's no yeah. as, as long as long as as long as. Europeans are living and breathing. They're going to do their mm-hmm. best to try to stop anybody of African descent or mm-hmm. high melanin descent to actually thrive. They're going to do everything in their power to get to make us stop. Mm-hmm. And the reason what? why is because they know exactly what we're capable of. Capable of. Mm-hmm. During the Reconstruction period, Brothers mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, we just going to do what we need to do. And they actually did that shit and stopped crying and, and going to these people for jobs. And they did their own thing. And these niggas was thir- like thriving. Mm-hmm. And so what ended up happening was, okay, they see this. Well, we got to we gotta stop this shit. Because they, they started making a lot of business deals with foreign countries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think on that. Think on that. 
black people were going to be a superpower, a world superpower. We're talking they can't no more than that. 50 years, 50 years out of slavery, and they can't have that. They won't mm. have that because they equate us thriving as a rerun to them of the dark ages. They after they got yeah, out of the dark ages, they swore up and down like we will never enter these times again. And big up to the Moors. <laughs> big up to the Moors. Who who educated exactly. them? The Moors. Exactly. Come on. But so exactly. we were too nice. So, we, were, we were too nice for our own good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let, oh. let me let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this on on that um on that new Jay Z album. He has a line talking about building a, a society within a society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that that would be major, like the Negro League. So from what from what from what y'all brothers are saying. That might not be a realistic goal because you're saying that the, the United States government would never let that really occur. Um, I'm not saying it's not going to be a realistic goal. It just has to be a secret society that 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 pretty much, um, like I was I was building with a lady that does sign language um, at the meeting today, and I was like, we would have to see like we originally did when we first came on this earth by vibrations, and that's the only way it could be done. No phones, no 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 words, no nothing like that. When we came together, and and that's the only way to me we'll be able to come together. But it, it's possible, it's possible, man, because we we're in a situation that it's some powerful brothers in this country right now, and we can connect around the world. But it will have to be in such a clandestine manner that um for it to really you know pan off. One thing I wanted to say, too, I remember um, earlier, Bishop, you said segregation is one of those things that should have never occurred. But, you know, we we push for that. Our people push for that because they wanted better school and they wanted mm-hmm. what they had, what they had. But what would you have what would you recommend they had done? Like just build a different society, like a, a, a separate society. Uh, what would you recommend that they have done, and what what do you recommend we do now? Because That's my thing question. is, how, if 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 they if they built if they tried to build a, a separate society, how would they do that without uh, certain tools that they really had already had no access to? And I'm trying. I'm, I hope you don't think I'm trying to be a smartass because I'm not. I'm just trying to figure no, out no, what, this your is what, we do. This what we do. Yeah, what your, this, what your suggestions are. Right. Well, what they could have done then and what we can do now, because I want to know so I can, you know, assist in that. Well, I think that back then they could have said, OK, well, y'all don't want to give us good books, all of that. That's cool. We'll just do our own thing and mm-hmm. continue to build our societies until we were neck and neck, if not ahead of what our counterparts were doing. Mm-hmm. And what I what I would say to do now, we need to close the gate. We need to close the gate completely and deal with us. We need to completely, exclusively deal with us. We need to build mm-hmm. ourselves up, which is why I was saying, like, this is a great thing as far as Trump being president, because Trump is bringing out... All the hidden racism that has been popping off for the past eight years, he's bringing, <laughs> yeah, he's right. bringing that shit out full swing. Oh, yeah. What we need to do, yeah, build your own businesses. Build your own mm-hmm. businesses. Fuck trying to go beg somebody for a job and make a job. Right, and right, spend, right. spend money with each other instead of mm. going to Walmart, instead of going to these major grocery stores. 
buy some land on that land mm-hmm. gr- learn how to grow some crops right, and learn right. how to learn how to defend yourself and right. that's and where I, I believe that's where I believe like you know once upon a time like this shit was actually happening Tulsa, Oklahoma and different right. different areas right. in the country you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. where they fucked up where they fucked up they didn't have a military to defend whatever they built did y'all hear about this week how they found this uh, community in New York 75 acres of Muslims that's been living in New York for 20 years that have their own community, you know, armed up. Uh, um, I'm talking about an established community of terrorists that has been here for 20 odd years from the MOA. Um, and um, they finally had a warrant to go up in there to, to arrest one of the heads. This 20 years, 75 acres. You see what I mean? And then when Dr. York did it in Atlanta, they found a way to uh, criminalize him with, with, with uh, talking about what he was doing, what R. Kelly was doing, you know what I mean? Sleeping with young girls, um, pedophile. And, you know, so like you said, no matter what, they allowed these Muslims to live here for 20 years in the 75-acre flourishing community. And they got tons of arms, tons of uh, uh, plans to destroy us within. It's 22 factions within the United States today. And they're not doing a damn thing about it. But let us establish 22 factions of building within ourselves and self-sufficiency. We're going to get shut down immediately. But that's the thing that, like, is, is interesting to me. Because, like, when I lived in Atlanta, um, like, there's a heavy, like, um, like West African population in certain, in certain cities, in certain parts of, like, certain cities. So, like, my uh, girl at the time was Liberian. And they all, like, mm-hmm. had a collective, like, situation. They um they did business with each other. Some of them did, like, knitting. Some of them made uh, different little products mm-hmm. they would sell with each other. They all talked, like, on a right. regular basis. You know what I mean? And so for me, and they came over here with the asylum um, from Liberia in, like, 81. So for them to be able to establish that when they come to a new country, why, like, us regular so-called black folks can't do that same shit? Exactly. Because number one, we don't have the will. We don't have the willpower to do it. We're lazy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? We're lazy as fuck. We don't want to step up to the plate. You know what I mean? And that comes from, the, like you say, the motivation, like the sister was building about. If you don't have a man in your family that you see wake up every day and go bust his head and come home and get encouragement for doing that, you're going to say, why should I do it? You know what I mean? Mm. Like they said back in the day, if somebody could give you a quarter ounce and you could cook it up, and you can make some money and get some attention. Why would you go open up a book? You, you, it's mm. like you, we've, we've always had options to say, to dumb us down. You know what I mean? To dumb us down. And now Jay is like, oh, man, y'all are dumb. 444, kill Jay-Z. Stop putting money up to your ear. What, what Drake did on Instagram. It's like, <laughs> it's, 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 what, what the fuck is this dumbass do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is somebody that always oh, wants to battle somebody based on certain things that they're saying. And he just showed that why he's God and don't write his own lyrics. He's a buster. You know what I'm saying? Kill Drake. That's the thing that scares me because not just Drake, but even some of the other younger rappers and just feeling a way about the whole money being a disconnect, pulling it to you like a phone. Like, we can say all we want about being collectively organized and having a, a similar mental perspective as a, as a culture, but these niggas behind us is going, even if we were able to do that shit, I got no faith that they would be able to maintain that shit. No, I no faith. No faith. No faith. 
No faith. No faith, bro. No faith. Because they don't have no foundation in, 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 in who they are. They but live on the outskirts. They're all about attention. They got they got attention. They're attention seekers. Um, Tigger was talking about on um, Breakfast Club this weekend um, about um, how Cash Money owes him twelve million dollars. You know right. what I mean? Come on, bro. You know what I mean? Did we raping each other? Twelve million. He owe Wayne fifty. <laughs> wow. But you know what? They go have to go through a Jewish lawyer to get the money, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they go pay the Jewish lawyer. They go slim, but they gave them all the paperwork when they were 15 years old and pimped yeah, them. Yeah, but you know yeah, but, the, but that goes that, that goes back to what y'all was talking about earlier. When y'all was talking about how we we imitate the the workings of 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 the white people in society because we didn't have mm -hmm. those role models. What, right. what Baby and them is doing, they just doing what the Leo Cohen's is doing mm -hmm. or what the D.I. Dean's is doing. They follow right. on the same principles because right. they're not living by the by the morals about building a community. They they just trying to get their bootstraps pulled up mm -hmm. by do by doing what a lot of these these white executives did did in the past. Exactly. You know what? You know, I think like the, the the most ironic thing about America and it, this quote unquote melting pot is it made so-called black people for the most part have to adopt a I'm going to get mine. You better get yours. Well, the communities is like, yo, yeah, I'm going to get mine, but I'm going to at least give you the plug for you to get some, too. You feel me? Like I got right, family right. members like they they get on and they forget you they forget they forget your number until they lose their job you feel me <laughs> and it's like really you gotta do better you know, oh man like, that's that rat crab that's that rat crab syndrome that ain't that ain't going nowhere bro that rat crab syndrome you know what I mean why because rats and crabs don't look up they always mm. got their nose down you know what I mean they never look up they never look up to the sky you know what I'm saying they never look up to the sky so you know. That's because they're not conscious, man. Conscious means that you're aware of what's going on, good and bad. And you have right. the right to make the choice. We choose not to be conscious. That's at the end of the day. That's not conscious. You know, they're not conscious, man. They're not conscious at all. Just like so I, was, I learned Lenny Bias. Lenny Bias. Lenny Bias in 1986 supposedly hit one gram of cocaine, a line of cocaine, bust his heart. Bullshit. Um, I got from live information for a guy that uh, interviewed this guy um, um, from Hickory. Um, uh, I can't think of his name right now. He, he was pick number three. Um, Lynn Byers um, cooked up some rock for him while they was in college. Lynn Byers was smoking rock, man, while through college, but he was balling because he was showtime. He was like, yo, boy, I'm going to let you out the cage. You do what you got to do, but we don't give a damn about your morals, your life, your health, or nothing like that. Boston probably knew he was smoking crack, but they knew that he was going to bring in the tickets. You see what I mean? Right. Nobody came to this man and said, yo, man, put that shit down, bro. You got an opportunity to fulfill something that a lot of people ain't going to be able to do. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, let me and, 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 go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and be, uh, what, happened, then what happened after that? The 25-year sentence, five grams of crack. Brothers locked up 25 years. Yeah, but man, they, use that as a, they, use, they, they use that as a ploy to say, whoa, look at this guy. He was an athlete. Look what happened to him. He used drugs. Let's go damn the black people and lock. See, it, it, they're always finding a reason to take. They could take Jay Z tomorrow and 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 put some shit on his ass and flood everything. Like they say with Trump, he's about to shut this marijuana shit down, bro. Trust me, it's about to be some bullshit. It's about to be bullshit. Next five years, watch what happens with this marijuana thing. So let me ask you this: We about fifteen minutes out, so I want to pivot to something that um you were saying, Antonio. Like, what? 
what drives you guys individually? Like, what would you say is your purpose, your motto, like a code you live by? Because I think, like, it is too many people that don't have a code no more. And mm. I, I feel social media don't really help. I mean, but it's right. just like, if you don't have, when you wake up and you don't have something that you know at a, at a minimum, this is the substance of who I am when you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. you're lost. Right. Now, now you subject My, to goddamn fall anything. Because you don't know who you are. So, like, for y'all, what helps you stay plugged into your core and not get caught up in the bullshit? Because it's too me, easy I, to for be me, so I, for me, For me, I manifest stepping up incorporated. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's time to take a whole nother approach. Let's become unified within our minds. And that's something I try to uh, speak upon to myself every day. And it's hard to, like, you can get the sidetracked, but... I got I got the, the confirmation this week. Focus on the mission. Don't worry about the position. I don't give a damn about a position no more. I got to stick with the mission. You know what I mean? The mission is, you know, um, wake up, pray, meditate, go to work, establish myself, you know what I mean, pay my bills, and build with people like I'm building right now in this cipher and continue on networking. So five to ten years down the road, maybe we'll be sitting at a round table building about buying some things and establishing some things, you see what I'm saying? But we've got to plant the seed, you know what I'm saying? you got to be unified with the people that have like minds like yourself. All right. Anybody else? What do y'all do to motivate, stay motivated? I mean, for me, for me to stay motivated, man, like that's, I just keep my eye on something that I can't even see Mm. and I keep my eye on the fact that I'm going to have great grandchildren and Mm. I don't want for my great grandchildren to have to live the same way that I did I don't want them to live the same way as in when Mm -hmm. I decide to square up I have to go beg somebody for a job Mm. I have to go beg somebody for or, or find some place to live I want mm-hmm. them to have their own businesses and I want them right. to have their own land that they can live on. I want them mm-hmm. to start life on a on an actual foundation, not trying to dig the dirt, fill in the dirt with the concrete and right. mm-hmm. build their foundations they damn selves. Like I don't want that to happen. So that right. right there that keeps me motivated and it's like a two part motivation because me, I want to wake up as many black people as I can before my life cycle ends. Mm. And my my reason for that is because again, that's that's on the same path for my great grandchildren because when they get here, I want them to be surrounded by black people that have a, a clear vision. Not this bubblegum bullshit that we're stuck in and have been stuck in for all this time. So mm-hmm. that keeps me motivated, man. Right. Part of a job as it is, man. That's what keeps you motivated. That's real. That's real. Well, well, for me, uh, you know, I mean, I know it's cliche, but my son keeps me. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that keeps me motivated because I want to be a better example for him. I want to be a good example for him, mm-hmm. and I want, I want him to have. I want to be able to give to him. I want him to have. So that's one thing that motivates me. And I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I haven't, I have so many goals and haven't accomplished most of them. So that drives me too. Like I'm capable. I'm here. I'm still here. So the thought of me being able to, to reach those goals, that keeps right. keeps me um, motivated. Also, like I, I'm, 
I kind of lost myself for a while. I mean, for a while. I don't want to go into mm-hmm. details, but I want to be my quintessential self. And Ooh, I like that. I, like I want to be, and I want to be true to myself. And mm-hmm. a lot of the one thing I've been saying lately, you know, for like the past year or so, is, is like Biggie Small told me to only make moves when your heart's in it. So mm. I want to do that, and that's one of the things that I am doing in order to get back to my true self, to find myself again. So right. I'm I'm on the quest to find me. So that's one of the things that uh, motivates me. So I'm hoping to feel like at some point feel like me again mm-hmm. on the road to real things <laughs> no but i feel you on i feel you on that here because like the thing that motivates motivates me now is my past you know what i mean like mm, i was right. i was a lost nigga for a long time and it was it's weird when you when you glorified and people like fuck with you and aspire to fuck with you because of you doing some ignorant shit and you start to buy into that hype and you lose yourself and then you get wow. to look back and be like, damn, they thought yes. I was a nigga because I was the plug. They thought I was a nigga because I always had bras. But nigga, that don't mean nothing. They ain't no substance in none right. of that. So now, when I, yeah. like, now I look in the mirror and I look back and all the people I hurt when I was in my goddamn fuckery days, like it ain't worth it. And so I'm motivated each and every day to never go back to that and always be great. Keep moving forward to improve because nigga, you all, you all, you all a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when it come to... Like that, you go in terms of morals, morality, and integrity, nigga. You in the red, get in the black. Everything else, get right. Yourself. Get right. Get right. Get right. But you yeah. making steps today, brother. You making steps today. So pat yourself on the back. You making you're making moves, man. Because you know you can't clean it up. Only thing you can do is 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 is, is enhance it. You see what I mean? And I, yeah, I don't I believe it. in failure. I just believe it's like another opportunity to get it right. You know what I mean? Right. To uh, go back to the drawing board and say, okay, I messed up on this diagram. I messed up on this formula. Let me see what I can add on to this and stuff like that. Because the, the the greats of all greats, they messed up thousands of times before they got that thousand and thirteenth one right. So um, mm-hmm. for each and every one, man, brothers and sisters, just keep on pushing, man. Just keep on pushing. That what makes us. That what makes us special people. We gotta constantly evolve. We gotta constantly Indeed. keep on pushing. You know what I mean? Don't give up. Don't never give up. Because I, I tell my I never give up. I gave up before, and I was like, I never do that again. Never. What about Trey or like, what about y'all? Y'all want to chime in terms of what y'all motivation and what drives y'all? I think my motivation is my family and mm-hmm. my children who aren't even here yet, and people that are connected to them. I think that we're all connected to someone. I feel like my purpose is to just fulfill. Have a great life. I just, I've been through a lot and I feel like it brought me to where I am. So I think my past, my present, and, you know, the things to come is what drives me. Word. Keep pushing, keep pushing, sister. Absolutely. Uh Oh, hold up real quick. I think we lost Tierra. Tierra, you back on? Tierra, you back on? I got you. Word. Trey, you still there? Echo Trey, 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 them bounce. All right, bet. Well, you know what I mean. This um, before we start to wrap things up, anybody got anything you want to plug? Anything you want to get off your chest before we finish? It is rant after all, so you got about seven minutes and fifteen seconds left. So if anybody got anything they want to shout out? Go ahead and um, you know, take the floor. 
Man, stay hydrated out there. Stay hydrated out there. It's 100 degrees in the warehouse. I'm working up for your warehouse, man. Say a prayer for your brother, A-N-T-O-N-I-O, that, you know, I stay hydrated and stay being sneaky and finding where them air conditions at. You know what I mean? Because there's always a room with air conditions. You just got to dip off, most definitely. So stay hydrated. Get your potassium, baby. Get your potassium. <laughs> Real talk, I started to come on the call and say, it's the T-I-E-R-R-A. But I wanted to um ask Bishop, like, hey, Bishop, you still there? Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, but I know you said, like, um I know what you said earlier, but once they, they did that, like back in the day, once they started, you said, you did say for them to have their own society, right? But right. how would you, how would you have suggested that they... Uh, ended up having the same school and the same education as their white counterpart, like their white other white students. Like certain things that they would need to acquire, how do you think mm. that they would have been able to acquire them? Well, and the, the reason why I ask that... because they 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 were so they were lacking it so much. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering what your thought process is on that. I would think the same way that this country was able to formulate their own educational system. And that was before they even considered anything about education. What they did was build their finances. And then they sent people to different areas of the world to learn. And they would encourage them after they've learned what they needed to learn, come back to the community and yep. teach uh -huh. the community. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like, right. that's, that's what I think that that would have been the perfect opportunity. But... You know, we we've been sh so short-sighted in having to, you know, you know, we build ourselves up. But nowadays, I think it's the same nowadays as it was back then, where we build ourselves up, leave the community, and never come the fuck back to the community. Right. We just leave the rest of the, we leave the rest of the community just on stuck. And with then we just like, okay, well, you know, I made it out. Fuck y'all, y'all can make it out too. And uh, that's right, just not right. so. Uh -huh. We don't, we right. don't think. And I'm asking you that because these are the kind of questions I think we need to ask to figure out what we need to do now. It's true I mean, that. these it's are true the that. these are the kinds of questions and, and the thought process that helps us to create and to uh, to figure things out. So, well, so you know, it was, I, it, was about, it was about to be back there. That's why they assassinated King Kennedy and X all in the same round because Malcolm X. Um, was over in the Korean area, and he was established a non-Caucasian um, uh, society with all the countries of people of color, Africa, um, South America, Asia, and all these people were coming together with conferences, and they was going to come up with a, um, if Brother Bishop may, I don't know if you can speak on that, but they was going to come up with something to come against the United Nations on the play oh, yeah. against the, the black man because um, they were saying that we black people across the world has been you know damned by this white man because when we connect around the world we are the majority but when we just limit ourselves and say African American we are the minority you know that process had, was in play um, even Dr. Martin Luther King was being a part of that and um, that's why these people are assassinated so when you see when people are doing the truth and they lose their life a lot of people shy away same thing with Biggie Smalls and Tupac. 20 years later, people was like, damn, these cats was really doing some shit serious. So they made it an East and West Coast beef 
over something which it really shouldn't have been about. So then everybody jumped on the bandwagon. And because the 90s was revolutionary, you know what I mean? Brothers was coming together, man. The consciousness of oh, hip hop, yeah. man. My, I'm talking about it was about to be it was about to be a war, and they shot down yeah. two of our leaders. So you know what I mean? That death death shies away. You know, it, shot, it takes it takes the tribe it takes the tribes energy away when they when they kill our leaders. Well, right. yeah, you know that that's one thing that they've used for years is fear. You understand? Like we mm-hmm. we're so scared to die. Like we don't understand that we truly can't die. All Ugh. we are is all we are is a spirit animating a body. And mm-hmm. speak on that. A spirit is energy. And as what was his name, Sir Isaac Newton, he said, uh, you know, energy cannot be lost nor destroyed, but just transfer from one part to the next. Transfer. Transfer. What we don't understand is when we die or when we end our life cycle, okay, the spirit leaves the body, body stays here, the spirit comes back through your bloodline. And Mm -hmm. we don't we don't know that we're taught that hey once you're dead you know you just sleep for a while and you wait on the resurrection to come and everybody come out the graves and have a big party <laughs> like that's what we're taught and that's what right. we really believe like that's what so many of us believe you know mm-hmm. so you know we're afraid to die like me the only the only thing that kind of shies me away from saying a lot is the fact that I don't want to leave when my children are still children because I, right. I watched what happened with Betty and the girls. I watched mm. what happened with Coretta. Like I watched right. all of that. I didn't watch it, but I studied it. So mm-hmm. I do know that once, once the leader of the house dies, okay, well, the black community doesn't do shit. Doesn't do nothing do to support them. To, yeah, they're not going to support them. So mm-hmm. I don't want that for my children. So yeah, I kind of shut the fuck up about certain things. But as far as teaching my people, absolutely, I'm going to teach us to actually come together. Stop bullshitting. We're one. We're one point one trillion dollar a year. Talk to them. Spending, spending society. So Empire. That, Empire, oh, baby. Yeah, Empire. That, that alone. That alone makes us a world power right there. And if we were to spend that exclusively, that's a hellified empire. And they know that. The, there's only two things. I think David Banner said this too, but there's only two things that Europeans fear. And that's death and loss of finance. And they have to keep us, they have to keep us at war with each other. They have to keep mm-hmm. us like they have to keep us arguing with about dumb shit. They have to keep us blooding and cripping. They have to keep us east side, west side, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever hey, difference hey, they can think of. Yeah, Bishop. On that note, on that note, we want to thank y'all for checking out another episode of Real Ass Nigga Talk. Uh, we'll be here next Saturday. Want to thank everybody for taking time to do uh, for the show. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, 
Everything come to an end, that's how it is okay. We used to be lovers, why we can't be friends? Yes, yeah, friends. I was a couple for a couple dozen months But that's what once was, live through lust, love So I'm wishing you much love And though I'm missing you, I'm glad I'm giving us up I had to give in to what I couldn't give to you You want a different me, I want a different you So here's a gift from me, go and get a different dude And live a symphony, cause I'ma sing a different tune yeah, I'm a different two, women with a switching mood Switching from the kitchen to the living room, getting cute Cause she thinks she cute, but put her make you boo Holla make you call my eye like a city view Highlight the summertime when we was in the dues So I apologize when I finna do Boo, the five times stop ticking You know that the clock's ticking and you still got slipping Just not getting it, no rhythmic ticking Adding up, had enough sick of it So I got a division this But in a sense, we both innocent The only guilt that I feel is when I reminisce We could have been the shit, but holla it, Yeah, always had my dick and shit but you flirt with your friend and shit Yeah, have me worry about benefits Distrust always in the mix But when shit got tough, we always made a fix Cause you fuck like you making flicks But sex ain't all in the world The sex is you wanna hit the mall I ain't bought you a necklace Cause your only thoughts on the next chick For two or four, we stressing we fought, we restless, cause we just guessing We don't know the answer to the question Should we be together? Should we eat? Should we sleep together? Should it's cool right now? Will it be forever? Will the shit die down or will the lead a wedding? I can tell you right now, I can't be a rebel No broom, no groom, I gotta be a rebel In all honesty, monogamy and a part of me And part of me feels this wrong of me to always want to be free The world's best man, I ain't a nominee Probably find that guy on E-Harmony Cause what you want from me, it's just not me. My heart's on the lock and key, about a thousand leagues on the sea. Baby Jones may be wrong, but it's how it be. But maybe later on it will turn out to be that me and you was bound to be. Yeah, yeah sing it. Baby girl, let's not pretend. Yeah. It's coming to an end. I try to be your man, but I hope we can be friends. Said this shit not working out. Half the time, I don't know what we argue about. Tell the truth, I don't really wanna talk it out. We had a good run, it's time to walk it out. Yeah. It's time to walk it out. It's time to walk it out. It's time to walk it out. Give me two steps with it. It's time to walk it out. It's time to walk it out. Let it clean that apartment out. It's time to walk it out. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Y'all niggas losing right now. Just read. Ha ha.